Ms. Austin is absent. No, no uh, Mr. Houchins is absent. Mr. Murphy? Here. Uh, Dr. Newman? Here. And Mr. Fraley? Here. We do have a quorum. Okay. Uh, before taking up uh, items on today's agenda, please note that the following item uh, has been withdrawn and will no longer be considered. Uh, regular item number three, TMX intermodal for a conditional use permit to operate a trucking terminal at 405 East 20th Street. Okay. Um, the first item on the agenda um, and, and just to clarify, we did indicate that this one is going to be withdrawn downstairs. Mm -hmm. We do have someone here to speak on it, okay. so we are going to let him speak, so I'm going to read. Um, uh, the East Beach Living Apartments for a Conditional Use Permit to allow more than 24 dwelling units at 7950 Shore Drive. The purpose of this rezoning is to allow the construction of a multifamily apartment community with 96 dwelling units and 4,400 square footage of commercial space on the ground floor. Thank you, Susan. David Oakley? Yes, sir. Good afternoon. Go right ahead, sir. David Oakley. Um, my mailing address is 4705 Columbus Street, Virginia Beach, Virginia, uh, 23462. Um, I'm here for the applicant. It does say on the agenda that it's to be withdrawn. Um, we have never sent in a notice to the city that we intend to withdraw the application. It has a little bit of a, I guess, a rocky history. This matter was on the agenda for January 24th. Um, prior to that uh, public hearing, we were told that it, uh, the application was going to be returned, so we didn't uh, appear. However, at that January 24th hearing, this uh, planning commission continued it for the first time uh, to the two months until this date. So there's been one, one deferral so far. Um, we're asking that it to be deferred again for another two months. Um, there is a issue with the, uh, the application and whether or not the application is complete or incomplete, and we're trying to resolve that. Um, there's another law firm that's involved that's trying to, to resolve a, an issue with the city related to that. It's not, not me, um, and I'm hopeful that that can be done in the next couple of months. Um, so I'm asking that it be deferred for, for two months at this time. Uh, we, Adam? Uh, Mr. Chair, I'm familiar with, uh, I'm familiar with um, the, the litigation that the other firm representing the applicant um, is handling. Um, it is uh, the, 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 the problem with the application that Mr. Oakley referred to um, is one of the questions that's been raised in the lawsuit. Uh, it has to, has to do with outstanding fees. Um, so um, everything that Mr. Oakley has just represented to you is correct um, uh, based on the way the zoning ordinance continuation uh, provisions read. Um, I think they are entitled to a continuance at this time. I will um, redouble my efforts to um, find out from the council that's handling the lawsuit uh, whether there's any prospect of uh, resolving the problem with the application so that it might be ready for consideration in two months. Mm -hmm. um, but, but I think that is a um, appropriate course of action for today. Reasonable. Uh, comments, commissioners? Move for continuance. Okay. Second. Um, so the, the mo go ahead. Right. I don't know that we need a motion on it okay. if the applicant is requesting the continuance. Um, I think they're entitled to this continuance. I'm not sure how many they're entitled to, and, and of course the, count, the commission can always grant a continuance, but um, I know there are at least two that they can take as a matter of right. So right. Um, considering they've exercised the right for continuance, I don't think we need a vote on that today for the minutes. I believe it's three deferrals, but, but otherwise I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Good deal. 
We're done, Susan. Okay. Thank you. All right. Good luck with that. Thank you for coming forward. Okay. Susan. The next item on your agenda is a request by James Flanagan for a conditional use permit to allow more than 24 dwelling units at 1045, 1063, 1065, and the south side of 38th Street, GPIN 142857-9156. The purpose of this request is to allow the development of a multifamily apartment community with 150 dwelling units. Okay, as I mentioned, this is a request by James Flanagan. This site is located uh, just east of Hampton Boulevard between 37th and 38th Streets. Uh, it's currently developed with an automobile repair facility, a trucking terminal, uh, and offices. Uh, what the applicant is proposing to do is to construct a four-story residential building with a 150 dwelling units. Um, to accommodate this request, uh, there are several items that are necessary. Uh, a right-of-way closure, a rezoning from industrial to multifamily, and the conditional use permit for more than 24 units. As you recall, at your, 20, your February public hearing, you recommended approval of the right-of-way closure portion uh, and the rezoning, but not the conditional use permit. So there were concerns at your last meeting, so that portion of this request was continued, and that's what you are considering today. Okay. Um, at your last meeting, uh, there were concerns about uh, uh, handicap access. The applicant did provide uh, multiple graphics showing um, where the entrances were. So there are four entrances, two on 37th, two on 38th. Both are all handicap accessible, uh, two elevators. And he also provided the distances uh, between the uh, entrances, the elevators, and each of the different units, as well as where the uh, accessible units would be located. Did you say two on 37th? Let me go back to, yeah, the main and then the one towards the rear. Actually, they're not showing it there, though. There was two. Um, I will let the applicant address that because I believe there was two. Um, these are the elevations. Again, this, because of the right-of-way closure, it did have to go through ARB and you all. Those elevations were approved. Um, staff is recommending that um, this application, along with the other two, uh, be approved. Um, as a condition of this conditional use permit, uh, we do tie uh, the development to the site plan uh, that we have, um, and as well as uh, all of the amenities would have to be in place before the final CO was issued. Any questions? Susan, uh, the elevation you have here, is 38th Street, is that correct? Yeah, so I have all I have all four elevations. Okay, I'm seeing that now. All right, good deal. Okay. And then there was that one. Thank you, Susan. Uh, any questions of Susan commissioners? Okay, here in favor of this application to answer question, Mr. Flanagan, James Flanagan. James Flanagan, 503 East Main Street, Richmond, Virginia. And then Graham McKay, he's my architect. He can answer any questions about the uh, actual building or the entrances or egresses from it. Anything you want to add now, sir? Uh, no, sir, unless there's any questions you have to ask. Mr. McKay? 
Larry Barry. Anything you'd like to add to it, sir? Thank you. Uh, here against this application, Grady Palmer. Good afternoon, uh, Mr. Chairman, Planning Commissioners, uh, and City Staff. My name is Grady Palmer. My business address is 999 Waterside Drive, um, the law firm of Williams Mullen. My partner, uh, Howard Gordon, was here uh, last week. We represent the owners of the apartment community called The Next at ODU. Uh, that is the easternmost uh, terminus of the uh, University Village uh, zoning district and is uh, currently student housing. Uh, one, primarily the issue that, we've, that we have uh, with this proposal, it's a really nice looking, the elevations look really good. It's a nice looking project. Um, the one concern that we have is it's such a small site. It's a 1.5 acre site and to approve the, the, the conditional use permit to exceed the density limits to activate that site, uh, you know, with the condition of Hampton Boulevard and, uh, and some of the other issues that are identified in the Hampton area plan, we just don't think that's appropriate. Um, but if, if the commission is inclined to approve the conditional use permit, permit, we would ask that a condition be attached to it that it would not be student housing. And so with that, I'll stand by for further questions. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we're into rebuttal. You folks have five minutes if you'd like to share anything. I mean, we'd ask that the council not limit it from student housing. We're not advertising it as student housing, nor do we want it limited as so. That's basically our, our standpoint. Repeat that for me. I, I lost you halfway. Sure. We are asking that you not limit it uh, to, to no student housing. Uh, we're not advertising it as student housing. Uh, we're not marketing just to students. Um, it's market rate housing. Uh, so we would ask that no limitations be placed on the application. Thank you. Can we even put restrictions on? I, I don't know if we had a latitude, do we, Adam? Um, it's permitted. Uh, it, it has. It isn't typically done. Uh, the general rule um, for land use approvals is that um, any restrictions or requirements placed on the property um, not uh, uh, turn on the identification of the user um, who it is that's using the property. There are some exceptions to that. Uh, ABC applications and I think some specific statutory. Um, uh, permitted uh, land use regulations like affordable housing um, or elderly housing, but um, I'm not aware that the General Assembly has um, provided any specific classification for um, student or non-student housing as a purpose for um, uh, zoning discrimination. Thank you, Adam. Um, Mr. Murphy, you had a question about I just like clarification. Street. I thought on previous sure. presentations we were told that there was one um, entrance on 37th. I'm curious if there's a second entrance on 37th. Um, no, there there are um, four entrances to the building. There's one on 37th. There's uh, three on uh, 38th Street. One of those is a secured. Well, they're all secured entry, but uh, one's the primary uh, entrance to the building, and that's on 38th Street. Thank you. Any other question or comment? Um, Mr. Palmer? I called you all the way up yes, here. Just stand there for a minute if you don't mind. Yes, sir. Anything further you'd folks like to add? Mr. Flanagan? 
Thank you, Mr. Palmer. We uh, we are still in rebuttal. You have anything further? Yeah, to say? I, I think the the only the, I mean to to add Mr. Melita's uh, point about whether you have authority to adopt it. I think for for us it, it, it's important that rooms that the, the rental not be by the room, which is customary for student housing. I don't know if that makes a difference to your legal analysis, but mm -hmm. that's what we mean by no student housing. That mm -hmm. the individual rooms would not be would not be leased uh, mm -hmm. to students or anybody else. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Adam, you had anything to add to that? Um, I, I, I don't. Okay. The, the zoning ordinance already prohibits right. the renting of rooms. That's a rooming house. So mm -hmm. any more any more than one student living in a dwelling unit has to be living as a single housekeeping unit under our definition. So mm -hmm. um, that's required. Whether um, that's happening or not is a question of enforcement. And I thought I heard the applicant say it's market rate. Thank you, Susan. The motion is to recommend that the conditional use permit be approved subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Just asking if any change in votes. Anybody, uh, any commissioners wish to reconsider their vote? By a vote, a vote of four to zero, the recommendation is to approve the request. Okay. Thank you, Sherry. We'll All make right. that recommendation to council. Good luck. The next uh, item on your agenda um, is a request by Grace Bible Church for an amendment to the future land use map um, within the city's general plan, Plan Norfolk 2030, from commercial to institutional at 6401 Tidewater Drive and for a change of zoning from CC Community Commercial to Conditional IN Institutional at 6401 Tidewater Drive. Hmm. The purpose of these requests are to allow a religious institution. Good afternoon. This is a request from Grace Bible Church for uh, two different uh, applications. Uh, one is a general plan amendment to uh, change the future land use designation here from commercial to institutional and then a rezoning request uh, from commercial to uh, institutional zoning to allow the use of a religious institution at this site. Um, this is, the, the uh, property is uh, at the corner of Muskogee <laughs> Avenue and Tidewater Drive within the Roland Park neighborhood. And it's surrounded by uh, other commercial as well as single family residential. So the, the current zoning district that the property is in is CC, Community Commercial. And that district does allow religious institutions. However, they have to be on sites uh, no, not exceeding one acre. So this site is almost three acres. So that's what necessitated the need to uh, the rezone it to institutional. So uh, that's, that's why they're here uh, to allow this conversion. Uh, it used to be uh, various office uses in the, in the existing building. Um, and again, this is to change the zoning to conditional institutional or IN. And uh, to, to touch briefly on the general plan amendment as well, uh, the general plan amendment was also necessary. And it, it, this area is actually identified as sort of a transitional area between um, uh, a few different areas in the Vision 2100, where investments are encouraged to ensure that neighborhoods thrive and that uh, innovative strategies are encouraged to help reduce flood, reduce flood risk. And you'll see in the site plan, 
uh, conceptual site plan. You have a more detailed one in your packets in the staff report, but they are they are planting uh, a significant amount of landscaping on the site, uh, both of the west, the western perimeter, the northern perimeter, and along the Muskogee Avenue and uh, Tidewater Drive frontages. So that does uh, address directly address the Vision Twenty One Hundred uh, statement that I mentioned uh, for development developments flood resilience. And the fact that it is within a neighborhood, uh, you know, also supports this uh, some, some a use that's encouraged or compatible with neighborhoods. So this uh, this is the conceptual site plan. Again, you do have a uh, more detailed site plan, engineered site plan in your packets, uh, and I would just read <clears throat> the conditions uh, or the proffers that the applicant has agreed to uh, and developed with with our assistance. Uh, Staff does recommend approval of both requests subject to these proffers. And it's that the site shall be generally designed and landscaping shall be installed in accordance with the conceptual site plans prepared by Timmins Group dated March 14, 2019, attached hereto and marked ex Exhibit A, subject to any revisions required by the city to be made during the site plan review and building permit plan review processes. Also that this use of the subject property shall be restricted to only a religious institution. So any subsequent any other type of operation would have to amend that condition and get another rezoning. Um, the, I will also say the Civic League, Roland Park Civic League, has the applicant's been working with the Roland Park Civic League for about a year now, has attended a couple of meetings, and we do have two letters of support from the Roland Park Civic League, uh, one from last year, one from more recently. So they do support uh, the use of this building as a religious institution. And I'll stand by for questions. Any questions of Mr. Whitney? You answered my primary question, uh, Chris, you did here from the Roland Park yes. Civic League, and I see it here um, in our packet. Um, and of course, hopefully we'll hear from those folks later. Yes. Uh, any other feedback? I know there's some businesses next door or across the, the street. Any other feedback from any of those organizations? No, no feedback from businesses. I did receive a phone call from a resident across the street on Muskogee Avenue. Mm -hmm who uh, was just concerned about um, the, uh, the potential operations of the church as, as far as noise is concerned uh, and, and being in such close proximity to the operation. Um, so I did uh, give her the entire application um, and you know I haven't heard since, uh, but I did advise her to contact the applicants and uh, you know try to talk about the operational aspect of it. And I know that the applicants have done that and so they can, uh, better speak to the result of that conversation. But other than that, one resident, I did not hear anything uh, anything further from businesses or residents. Two questions for you, Chris, from my perspective. Number one, I know at the rear of that building, there's some grass area. Mm -hmm. Is that going to remain that way or that be converted to some other type of use? So they, uh, in the alternative landscape plan that's in your packet, mm -hmm. they are, they're keeping the uh, most of that lawn area back there, but they they are planting quite a bit of trees and, and shrubbery essentially all along the uh, northwest corner of the site, western, the western perimeter and northern perimeter. Um, and, I, you know, I imagine it, it says open lawn to remain. So I imagine it would be sort of a you know, recreational space uh, for, for users of the church. So. Secondly, the building itself, this was a strip mall at one time, four or five different businesses and in the offices, if you will. Yep. Uh, is the facade of that structure going to change what we see visually going to change significantly? Um, I did I did see some 
very preliminary elevations uh, early on in the, in these in the meetings for this process, um, and it did it did show or reveal a, a pretty substantial change to the not of the colors and some of the materials, of course signage. Um, it, it was quite a bit of a difference. Um, however, I, I, w I would probably defer to the applicant as far as you know some details on the changes. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome. Any questions of Mr. Whitney? Thank you, Chris. Mm -hmm. uh, here to speak in favor of this application is uh, the aforementioned Grady Palmer. Thank you, uh, Mr. Chairman, members of the commission and staff. Um, my name is Grady Palmer. My business address is 999 Waterside Drive here in the city of Norfolk. And um, so to, to answer your question, the building will look dramatically different. Mm -hmm. I, and I'm sorry that I, I, I did not bring color elevations for you and staff doesn't have those available. Uh, but it's the Grace Bible Church that currently operates in Virginia Beach that you can see from 264 as you head down to the beach. Uh, this will be their Norfolk location. They currently rent uh, space. This will be a purchase, and they'll own own this property, uh, and they'll spend about two million dollars renovating the facade of the improvement, elevating the the um, assembly area, which will essentially be in the middle of the building. They'll raise that up, um, and the entire facade will will um, will be improved and enhanced. And it'll, I think it will be a excellent addition to the neighborhood. We do have two representatives. Here today from from Roland Park Civic League, uh, who, who who made appearances, so they're here. If you have any questions uh, from them, we think we'll be a great neighbor to them, and this is a good adaptive reuse of this building. But and it has a long history, and I'm, I think this will be a good good for the city. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I know that that particular location has been vacant for some time, and trying to find a quote adaptive reuse. And uh, from my personal perspective, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think it's um, about time we made something happen in that particular corridor down there. Um, I do wish for you to share with us, though, what those uh, um, facade changes would be, just for my information. Yeah, so what uh, I'll do is I'll let uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Breitenberg, uh, who is the pastor of the church, come up to talk a little bit about the, um, about the elevations. Mm -hmm. I'll also note that Mr. Bob King is here from Harvey Lindsay. Harvey Lindsay and, and Mr. King have listed the property for, for many years, and so they can answer any questions you've, you've got about that. Thank you, Greg. Excuse me, sir. Did, did you sign up to speak, sir? I did not. Hold on, then. Just a minute. Okay. How about having a seat? And we acknowledge these other right. folks before we get to you. Uh, we have three other people here who signed up in favor of this application uh, who did not wish to speak. We'd like to acknowledge them for the record. Ryan Lewis. Thank you, sir. Matthew Brennenberg. That's you. You did sign up. Uh, and Cynthia Johnson. Mr. Brennenberg, come on, sir. And I hope I pronounced your name correctly. It's Brightenburg, sir. Brightenburg. Right. Matt Brightenburg, my uh, business address is Grace Bible Church, 2956 Ansel Lane, Virginia Beach. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Palmer just asked me to speak about the facade changes. This is about a 20,000 square foot building, which uh, Mr. Fraley, you mentioned, had been uh, not used for some period of time. So our plans are to completely renovate the space, to gut it, and to redo it. Uh, the auditorium, the, the major uh, meeting place, will be in the middle uh, section there. And we will be elevating that to about 30 to 35 feet. So mm -hmm. that's a substantial increase mm -hmm. in height compared to the existing facade of the building. Mm -hmm. 
uh, complete with signage and the whole front fa facade will be redone. Mm -hmm. Okay, good deal. Uh, I wasn't uh, asking that question to create any trepidation in your no. mind, just a curiosity. Sure. Okay. Absolutely. Anything else I can answer? Um, no, I'm fine with that. Okay. Sir. Thank you. Uh, now, the chair needs to acknowledge, uh, as my vice chair told me, there is no opposition to this application. Any questions here, commissioners? No. Comment? Susan. All right, so there'll be two motions on this one. Mm -hmm. uh, the first, the motion is to recommend that the amendment to the future land use map be approved. Mm -hmm. Okay. And vote. I'll ask if there's any. Any questions? Anybody want to change? A vote of four to zero. The recommendation is to approve the request. Okay, and then the second uh, motion. The motion is to recommend that the change of zoning be approved subject to the proffered conditions contained in the staff report. Any changes? By a vote of four to zero, the recommendation is to approve the request. Good luck with that. Uh, I'm extremely excited to know that uh, we had a lot of participation from our Civic League over in um, uh, Roland Park. I'm across the other side of Tywa to drive from you and Green Hill Farms. I know you folks have been pretty active and wanting to know what's going to transpire with that site. Uh, hopefully this will be something that you feel is compatible and reasonably supported by the community. I'm looking forward to it, and I thank you for your participation in this process. Thank you. Okay. Uh, just a reminder, number three was withdrawn, so on to number four, Benchtop Brewing Company for a conditional use permit to allow the production of craft beverages at 1129 Bozzavane Avenue. The purpose of this request is to allow an expansion to an existing microbrewery. Yeah, this is a application from Benchtop Brewing Company for a conditional use permit for the production of craft beverages at this location um, on Bossavane Avenue. This is at uh, the corner of Bossavane and Claremont Avenue. And uh, it's in, within the West Kent Civic or Air neighborhood and then the, also the Chelsea Business District. The existing conditions around the area are industrial for the most part uh, with some office and commercial uses as well. Um, <clears throat> the, the proposal is to increase the outdoor seating at this existing brewery so uh, a couple years ago they came in and got a special exception at, which is what we called it at the time for a microbrewery uh, and so now that we call it conditional use permit for a production of craft beverages they are expanding uh, what they're approved for originally so that's why they're here um, and again it's to uh, to expand that outdoor seating area um, and and they're also tweaking their hours a little bit as you'll see this, the property is zoned industrial and IL, and uh, again, this is just to increase um, increase that outdoor seating. And this is where you can see the comparison uh, much more clearly. Uh, the hours of operation, they're just trying to, they're making it a little bit more consistent uh, with, throughout the week. So they've got, they're starting at noon and ending at 11 p.m. Monday through Friday, and starting at 11 a.m. and ending at 11 p.m. Uh, on Saturday and Sunday. And then as far as their seating, you can see here how much more their um, outdoor seating is being increased. Uh, they're adding some outdoor seating along the um, eastern edge of the building uh, facing the parking lot. 
And as far as their off-premises alcohol types, they're keeping that all the same with their, you know, four packs of beer, at least four packs, growlers and crowlers, refillable containers uh, that are at least 32 ounces, and then also having the ability to sell specialty-sized single servings of beer uh, that they produce on site. Uh, This is the site plan. This shows you the outdoor dining. Uh, As I mentioned, in that red area, that's where the expansion is taking place. And this is a uh, a very preliminary rendering. We just wanted to show you uh, what we have thus far, just to give you a visual uh, on the location as well as what uh, potentially could look like. So um, the the application isn't at any in any way tied to this elevation or anything. So uh, staff does recommend approval of the conditional use permit request, subject to the conditions in the staff report. I'll also mention that the West Kent Civic League has sent. Uh, in a letter or email of approval for this request. And the Chelsea Business Association? Didn't hear anything from them. Uh, we did did email them, but don't believe we received the email from them. So. Okay. And I will stand by for questions. Thank you, Chris. Any questions for Mr. Whitney, commissioners? Thanks, Chris. Chair will note that there is no opposition to this application. Susan? Okay, uh, the motion is to recommend that the conditional use permit be approved subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Hold on. What happened? What happened? I think you hit the close before we all got the vote. I yeah, did. we all didn't. We didn't go back. You gotta wait till uh, reboot it. Okay. All right. Start over. Yeah, give me a second. Second. You'll see the numbers. So two, four, zero, yeah, four, 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 four. Right. Uh, any changes at this point, commissioners? Hearing none. Boom. By vote of four to zero, the staff recommendation is to approve the request. Okay. Thank you. We'll make that recommendation to council. I guess no one's okay. here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. The uh, next item, uh, number five, Stonies for a conditional use for conditional use permits at eighty one sixty six Shore Drive A for restaurant operating after eleven. B sale of alcoholic beverages off premise, and C live entertainment. The person the purpose of this request is to allow the operation of a restaurant. Hello again. Um, this is this is a request from Stonies, and this is uh, for a few conditional use permits um, at the uh, at this location here. It's at East of Shore Drive on the, in the Vinings Landing <coughs> Marina, and uh, it was currently uh, previously used as uh, Captain's Galley re- restaurant. Um, the, again, the proposal is to operate a new restaurant here, uh, operating after 11 p.m., which requires a use permit. With, with alcoholic beverages for off-premises consumption as well, uh, and some live entertainment options uh, within the building. The zoning of, of the parcel is this planned development Taylor's Landing uh, District, and it re- does require use permits for the operations I mentioned. Um, and again, it's, it would be replacing the Captain's Galley restaurant. So as far as uh, to compare what was what Captain's Galley had approvals for uh, with this request. The uh, Captain's Galley had uh, similar hours of operation, but 
Stoney's would like to operate <clears throat> from 7.30 a.m. until 2 a.m., uh, seven days a week for the overall operation. And then they would like to restrict the uh, on-premises alcohol sales in the restaurant to stop it a little bit earlier at 1.30 a.m. And then for the off-premises sales, they would stop that at midnight. And uh, as far as their capacity, what, what they're, uh, one of the main changes is, is the, there's an existing sort of outdoor seating area there. And uh, Captain's Galley had about 40 seats out there, and this proposal would be to enclose that area and essentially make it part of the, in, the inside of the restaurant. So they have no more outdoor seating, uh, and it's, it's all indoors now. And the entertainment options, the pre previous operation, Captain's Galley, did not have any entertainment, so that, that's a new thing. So this proposal would, would have live bands, karaoke, comedian, and poetry reading. So staff does recommend approval of this of the conditional use permits uh, in the request here, uh, subject to the conditions in the staff report. And I'll also mention that we did receive a letter of support from the East Ocean View Civic League for the for this operation. And I'll stand by for questions. Thanks, Chris. Any questions of Mr. Whitney, commissioners? No. Chair also acknowledges that there is no opposition to this application. Susan. I thought okay. the applicant was here. I'm sorry. Do, do you know that they're enclosing the outdoor area? Is that just <clears throat> screen windows, or are they actually going to make that part? Do you know the, how they're going to do that? I'm, I'm worried about sound of entertainment at 1.30 in the morning on the water, which is going to carry quite far. So if it's a, 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 a yes. solid indoor structure, then that's one thing. If they're going to put in the screen and porch and call that indoors, I think that's something else. Do you, do you have any details on that? Yeah, and, and I know the applicant, I, I believe that they're not here, but they uh, indicated it would be sort of a, like snap-on windows, vinyl windows. So it, it, in essence, it is enclosed. It's not like right now they have screening on there, and it, this is truly an enclosed space, um, more substantial enclosure. Concerns. I'm concerned about, you know, a band in that enclosed area at 1 o'clock in the morning, you know, sound carrying across the water with the community nearby. Um, but I'd like the East Ocean View Civic League endorsed it. Uh, Chris, you can make a mention of that, um, uh, Mr. Hale's concerns to the applicant. Yes. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's, that's an evolving community mm -hmm. uh, that he's speaking about, and, and certainly we want to try to... Uh, um, be as compatible in the things that we would recommend as we can be with that. Uh, if, as you say, uh, they're coming back with the snap-in vinyl windows, we uh, could find ourselves uh, reasonably protected. Uh, but we, we would uh, certainly want to make them aware of that. Yep, uh, absolutely. Was the uh, applicant invited to attend today? Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the neighboring Civic League of Neighbors were invited as well. <laughs> Yeah, they would have received the, yeah, when we sent the email out, they would. In your conditions, uh, does anything speak to that? Um, we don't have, you know, basically as far as some of the entertainment goes, we don't, we do restrict the entertainment to inside the building. Um, so they, that's one thing, they, they wouldn't be able to hold live bands outside of the building. Yeah. Uh, there, there are, the ordinance does, has a section called neighborhood protection standards 
that if you're within 100 feet of residential, you have to a residential district, you have to uh, stop any kind of outdoor activity, uh, like an outdoor seating area, by 10 p.m. But unfortunately, in this case, that's it doesn't apply. But you know, we can always through this process, we can always you know uh, put conditions in there to that same effect. Well, it would have been nice if we could have the applicant here today. And short of that, uh, we're going to look to you, Chris, to right. pass these things along. Yeah. Mr. Chairman. Yes. Um, you know, if if there is discomfiture on the part of the commission, um, you know, you have the opportunity to continue. The applicant is not here, um, and we can ask the applicant to attend your next meeting to be able to answer those questions. You know, I, again, the East Ocean Pacific League, you know, supported it, so they must have supported the hours. Um, so. I, you know, I certainly wouldn't want to go. That's, a, that's an active civic league, so I wouldn't want to mm -hmm. to reverse what they would. They like to say it's it's a concern of mine. So um, we'll we'll see how it works out. So, uh, luckily, around in that area, there's a lot of restaurants that have the ability to stay open at two a.m. But I don't know of any of them that really do. So mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't know. If, I'm not sure there's a viable business mm -hmm. option out there to stay open until two a.m. So mm -hmm. and they'll have fun competing with another bar playing singing karaoke at that hour <laughs> at night. So. And, and yeah, one, of the turns out. one of the conditions, of course, Mr. Hale does speak to entertainment uh, inside, no entertainment outside at all. Yeah. So. I'm comfortable. Good. All right. Uh, so the motion is to recommend that the conditional use permits be approved subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Any reconsiderations, commissioners? No. No. By a vote of four to zero, the recommendation is to approve the request. We'll make that recommendation to council. Good luck. Okay. Susan, item the number six. Next item is uh, number six, Martmouth Brewing Company for the following conditional use permits at 1309 Raleigh Avenue, Suite 200 and 300. A, production of craft beverages. B, extended hours of operation. Uh, and C, live entertainment. The purpose of this request is to allow for an existing microbrewery to operate with live entertainment options and extended hours. Okay, so this is a request by our friends at Smartmouth again. Um, the site is located um, on the westernmost end of the south side of Raleigh. It's an existing uh, microbrewery, uh, generally surrounded by industrial uses, definitely in, uh, industrial zoning, although there are a couple of uh, non-conforming residences uh, to the south. Um, again, this is an existing microbrewery that proposes to expand. Um, the site is currently zoned IL. Uh, these uses are permitted all by conditional use permit in that district. They have all three of these um, conditional use permits. However, because they are proposing to expand, need to come in and ensure that these uh, conditional use permits covers uh, the entire site, including the site that they are expanding into. Very similar to their current operation, there are some modifications um, in hours. So obviously they're going to be a brewery for 24 hours. Um, their hours for uh, the on-premises uh, modified a little bit. They're going actually a little bit um, later, Monday through Friday, and uh, the same time during the week. Um, for the off-premise, a um, little bit earlier. Uh, and then uh, for their entertainment, um, going, uh, let's see, a little bit um, earlier on Friday and Saturday. 
um, there, and that's indoor. So they have indoor and outdoor entertainment. And I, if um, their outdoor entertainment, they have kind of a little garage area. So it's actually in there, and they open the garage door. But that we do consider their outdoor. Um, so they are modifying that, increasing the uh, hours that they can do their outdoor entertainment. And again, they are uh, going into a whole uh, another bay next door. So their seating capacity, um, overall capacity, is uh, increasing by uh, 400. Their entertainment, uh, they are adding a couple of things, uh, fitness classes uh, and trivia, big things. Um, so with uh, the conditions in the staff report, which reflect all of the hours and the entertainment and all of that, uh, staff is recommending uh, that the CUPs uh, be uh, approved. Susan, thank you. Uh, you know, uh, in my feeble mind, I can understand what a fitness class is. What is trivia? Ooh. Girl, come on. Well, they ask a lot of questions and it's you have fantastic. to guess the right answers. Oh, literally trivia? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, I thought I missed something there. No. Well, literally <laughs> trivia. Okay. Literally. All right. Okay. I'm, I'm part of a team. Part yeah. of a team. And I got it now. I thought maybe something went over my no, head. Drink no. good beer and play right. against each other. We don't or... get too many right after the first two beers, right? <laughs> right. Okay. I, I'm sorry, sir. I, I thought I'd missed something. I wasn't thinking trivia in the literal sense. We'll have Earl down Thank there uh, next week. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> a field trip. And uh, there is no opposition to this application. Commissioners, any question or comment? I would just like to say this Smart Mob is one of the pioneers mm -hmm. around here in this craft beer industry here in our city. And from uh, everything I've heard and seen, they've done a pretty credible job of representing themselves here in our city. Uh, so I'll leave it alone okay. after that. Uh, the motion is to recommend that the conditional use permits be approved subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Any changes? No, I haven't voted yet. So. Now any changes? <laughs> can end it. By a vote of four to zero, the recommendation is to approve the request. I got you. The next item on the agenda, number seven, Glasslight Hotel and Gallery, for the following conditional use permits at 201 Granby Street, A, for a banquet hall, B, extended hours of operation, and C, live entertainment. The purpose of this request is to allow for a new hotel to operate a banquet hall with live entertainment options and restaurant with extended hours. Mr. Simon. Yes. All right, this is a conditional use permit request for the banquet hall with extended hours, um, the live entertainment and alcohol options. Um, this site is located in the old, um, re recently used by NRHA, but originally called the Royster Building. Uh, this is on the corner of uh, West City Hall Avenue in Granby Street. It's about a 12-story building there. And the request is by the Glasslight Hotel, which is a uh, Marriott brand hotel to um, have the banquet option and all the other requests that you see in your application. It's zoned downtown MU, which allows all of these requests. Um, here's a look at the operational characteristics. Um, I do have in your uh, packet uh, letters of support from the Downtown Norfolk Council, uh, Downtown Norfolk Civic League, and um, just to point out primarily these uses will be on the, on the lobby ground floor uh, and then what they're calling the first floor um, above the ground floor um, they'll have banquet rooms on that floor as well it'll be a 117 um, unit hotel room hotel any questions on this thank you Matt all right 
chair acknowledges that there is no opposition. His application here in favor is Bob Malik. Yes, sir. Like to tell us something, sir? Microphone is yours. Thank you, and um, we appreciate the opportunity to be here. So, uh, my name is Bob Malik, and I will be the general manager of the hotel, uh, working for Suburban Capital. Uh, previously, I was with Marriott for 34 years and uh, retired, and they brought me back to run this hotel. So we're very excited to be here and um, to put a great um, function to this space. Bob, if you would, uh, give us your mailing address. Uh, my personal address right now is 2307 Beach Street, B-E-E-C-H, um, in Virginia Beach. Right here. Is there a uh, overall brand for this hotel, or is so it is part of the it's part of the Marriott brand, but it's an autograph hotel. So Marriott has thirty different brands right now, and so this is autograph. So it is a boutique hotel, um, very much upscale. Um, so it'll be a lot of fun. How many uh, guest rooms do you propose to have in there? You're doing extensive renovation on the interior. We are right now, so 117 rooms, mm -hmm. and the ground floor will have. Two different kitchens. One will be a prep kitchen. The other one will be the finishing and a display kitchen, a lobby bar, and um, and seating on the ground floor. And then what we're calling the first floor, which is really the second floor, will have two small boardrooms and meeting space. Good deal. Look forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be great. It really is. So I look forward to welcoming you as some of our guests. Thank you. Thank you indeed. Anything else you'd like to share with us? No, we're excited. We're good deal. No, we, we we appreciate the uh, the partnership. We really do. All right. Appreciate you considering us. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, also, Any, anything for me? Or? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, Miss, I guess Caddick Hota. developers of the hotel and I'm just here to answer any questions that you didn't have for Bob if you sat in your seat I never would have asked you this but if you would repeat the name and mailing address for the record we'd appreciate it certainly sir it's um, my address is 805 Salt Meadow Bay Arch Virginia Beach Virginia thank you thank you uh, at staff I mean uh, chair acknowledges no opposition to this application uh, the motion is to recommend that the conditional use permits be approved subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Any second thoughts? By a vote of four to zero, the recommendation is to approve the request. We're going to make that recommendation to council. Good luck to you. Thank you for coming to our city. All right, thank you. Okay, the last item on your regular agenda is item number eight, Jesse's Taco Bistro for a conditional use permit to operate a nightclub at 328 West 20th Street. The purpose of this request is to allow for a nightclub. Okay. All right. This request is by Jesse's Taco Bistro for the conditional use permit to operate a nightclub. Um, this is an existing establishment in the uh, Bent Gent Business District um, located on the north east corner of Debris and West 20th Street. And it's a part of the uh, Palace Shops um, shopping center uh, to the north. Uh, zone C, um, CC and PCO allows the use by conditional use permit. Uh, here's a look at the operational characteristics. Um, they are planning to operate until midnight uh, during the week and then until 2 a.m. Friday and Saturday. And um, for now, they are asking for um, 
the occupancy with with an addition that they would come back for later when they're ready to do that that would come through the process for a pco development certificate but they want to go ahead and get all the approvals now um and so that's what you see broken down there is uh with the expansion it adds an additional 10 people to the capacity but allows it to be a uh, much more roomier uh, establishment and drastically uh, increases the kitchen the size of the kitchen um, so that we can see on these floor plans the two to your right on the screen uh, include the expansion the list of entertainment options are live band karaoke live performances disc jockey comedian and poetry reading and staff recommends approval of the request as presented I do have a letter in your packet from the Ginton Business Association. They do support the request as presented. Matt, you said they'll be coming back to us for what now? Um, a PCO development certificate. Okay. So it's a development certificate because it's in the 21st Street PCO overlay. Uh, it would be a building addition. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Commissioners, any questions of Mr. Simon? Have they had any issues with the existing business complaints? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Mr. Murphy, you want to share something with us? I just get a little bit nervous on voting on a nightclub um, when the applicant's not here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's meaningful. Uh, the applicant was a prize. Uh, yes, sir. And yes. GBA approved. G GBA approved. Um, the Get Neighborhood League didn't send in anything, but it's also not very close to any residential exposure at all. Mm -hmm. So they traditionally haven't made a stance on this part of the uh, 21st Street district. Uh, uh, yeah, they can survive there. I mean, it's been had some some rotation in that spot, too. So, you know, maybe the current model wasn't wasn't working. We'll see. We have we have approved um, uh, disc jockey as a use in the past for other operators at this location uh, back before we had the, the nightclub. Um, in the new zoning ordinance before it was just entertainment establishment and it was one of the allowable uses. So this site, they have made improvements to the building to accommodate that additional capacity. So they do have a sprinkler system, um, but overall it's not a very large capacity building, even with the addition that you see here, it's not a large capacity. And they're tied to us by the conditional use permit. Yes, sir, absolutely. From now on anyway. Commissioners, any comment, question, criticism, suggestion? Well, not directly related to this application, but this is the second one that we had that it's unusual that the applicant didn't show up. So maybe in the, the staff could tell the tell the applicants when, especially when alcohol and late nights are involved, that they should show up or it could get continued. Because it is it is a little disturbing that a application applicant doesn't show up to at least explain their application. Yeah, for a nightclub, and yeah. this the term alone carries connotations that might give some of us. I like to stay at home types, summer <laughs> unrest. Uh, but yeah, if we could emphasize that going forward, particularly on the application of this type, uh, be nice if you were here. They do have great margaritas. <laughs> the voice of reason always comes <laughs> <laughs> Yes, sir. Thank you, Matt. Susan, thank you. Okay. Uh, the motion is to recommend that the conditional use permit be approved subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Any second thoughts? By a vote of 4 to 0, the recommendation is to approve the request. 
the luck to the <laughs> absent. <laughs> the luck to we'll make that recommendation to council and good luck. Keep up the margs. Susan, we're down to new business. Okay, new business. Um, number one, to initiate a zoning text amendment. Um, and this is for the zoning ordinance amendments and corrections. So thank you, um, Mr. Chair. Commissioners um, spoke to this downstairs earlier. We have a list of, at, at this time, we have a list of 12 items that we want to bring forth for, for cleanup. This will be the fourth of the cleanups that we've done on the new zoning ordinance. We do them about every three or four or five months. Uh, this is this is number four in line. Um, everything so far, we do, we do limit these to technical corrections and, and cleanups. We try not to make any substantial changes with these. Just a curiosity and something to think about. What happens when you come across something that requires a substantial change? Then we bring them to you separately for initiation. Okay. And we've done that twice. Twice, I think, yes. since. And we know we have a couple, a couple more queuing up. We think. Okay. Good deal. So this is a ongoing process. Yes, sir. In terms of getting the ordinance queued properly. Yes, sir. Not sure it's going to go on every three or four months indefinitely, but we still, we're still finding things. Yeah. I can appreciate that. Susan. Okay. Uh, Excuse me, Susan. Any question, comment, commissioners? Go ahead, Susan. Okay. Uh, the motion is to initiate the text amendment. A vote of 4-0, the recommendation is to initiate the request. Okay. Thank uh, you. Item 2. Number 2. Not actually a recommendation. Okay. The request is initiated. request is initiated. That's correct. Uh, under uh, item number 2, under new business, uh, initiate a zoning text amendment and a change of zoning to adopt and apply an NRO, a Neighborhood Resilience Overlay Zoning District for the Colonial Place, Riverview, and Cruiser Place Communities, CPRV-NRO. The purpose of this initiation item is to request that a public hearing be scheduled with the City Planning Commission to hear public comments regarding a proposed zoning overlay district, CPRV-NRO, requiring new single-family home development to be designed with a larger porch, no front-loading attached garage and a high ground higher ground floor elevation which is more consistent with the existing historic development patterns all right so we had a um, long presentation on this uh, at the briefing a couple weeks ago for the commission um, for the benefit of the public I'll just do a much shorter um, overview of this but uh, the colonial place cruiser place in Riverview communities uh, have been in conversation with the city planning staff for uh, some time uh, discussing different uh, form standards and neighborhood characteristics that they have had concerns over. Um, as we got into our new zoning ordinance that was adopted uh, effective March of last year, uh, that for the first time did introduce form standards into the zoning ordinance that would be required throughout the city. Um, that was a huge improvement. And um, we did hear back from the, these communities that they very much uh, liked those changes that were made. Uh, however, they still had some concerns uh, as they had seen uh, construction go up in their community that um, they did not feel was com compatible with the uh, neighborhood characteristics that, um, that they have in their communities. So we, we had a, a series of meetings, uh, some workshop meetings with the community 
um, three, three meetings in particular, uh, where we went over uh, neighborhood form characteristics, um, uh, contrasted with uh, local historic district uh, rules and different, different options for the community to see what exactly uh, we could deduce from uh, the community. And uh, through that, we did have um, some, some very prominent uh, features come out. And um, ultimately, we came to some analyses concerning the front porch requirement, the uh, garage requirement, and the ground level minimum height requirement uh, as being the, the main characteristics that we saw the community had some concern over. So um, we brought some statistics to the community about exactly what the patterns were. Um, the, uh, all three of the communities have very big, large, full-length front porches. Uh, that is a feature that's predominant throughout the community. Um, and also, the vast majority of the homes in the community do not have an attached garage at all. Um, the majority, about 90%, have either no garage at all, or if they do have a garage on the property, it's a detached garage on the property. Um, so we, the community felt strongly that these were uh, major contributors to um, what drove the ultimate uh, combat compatibility, uh, or in their case, what they were seeing as incompatibilities being constructed in the, in the community. Uh, and we took a hard look at that. Uh, we also looked uh, within our uh, existing um, resources and into our adopted pattern book to see if there was any guidance there. And we do have some suggestions that we would ask for the Planning Commission to initiate uh, on behalf of the community. Uh, that is ultimately to, uh, as Susan said, um, prohibit the, any uh, attached garage that faces the street for any new home, um, to require a larger front porch with at least an eight-foot minimum depth, and um, overall requiring that width to be at least, at least half the width of the front facade of the home, um, and to increase the minimum ground level height uh, up to uh, 36 inches uh, from 24 inches currently is the current requirement. So another, another foot to the minimum height. Um, and then we also would propose that uh, if anyone wanted to deviate from either the porch or the, um, or the ground level height uh, requirement, that they could apply to do that um, using the recommendations from the Norfolk Pattern Book uh, to guide the uh, Architecture Review Board. Uh, we would provide a process that someone could uh, apply to seek a relief if they if they felt um, that they still had a design that ma that matched the pattern book uh, through the ARB process. So um, with that, that is the recommendation that came from out of the community, um, and we did take that and also go to the actual Civic League, uh, which is a combined Civic League, Colonial Place, Riverview, and uh, members of Cruiser Place also participate from time to time in that Civic League, and we did receive a, a, a message of support. Uh, from that group as well for all three of these. So uh, I'm here today to ask the Planning Commission to go ahead and informally initiate that, uh, that process. That would require a zoning text amendment to create a new neighborhood resilience overlay, a uh, similar tool to what we've used in, in Park Place uh, in Huntersville. Um, and uh, so we would use that tool to uh, actually draft the standards for that and also for the Commission to initiate a rezoning to adopt that new uh, neighborhood resilience overlay for the community. So we would uh, send out official advertisement to all of the properties involved. It would, it would require a uh, change of zoning to apply that overlay. Um, and, uh, and we would um, meet back in, in a month time to actually uh, hear the recommendation from the Planning Commission on those two initiations.
Well, let me just say, Matt, I, I, I appreciate uh, the involvement of the community in helping us to devise these types of guidelines. Um, and, and here you get three, three neighborhoods that are uh, prominent here in our city to come together and uh, at least give you something to focus upon in terms of trying to come up with some reasonable standards. Absolutely. And if I'm understanding you correct, Riverview, Cruiser Place, and Colonial uh, are in favor of the standards that you just uh, uh, articulated. Yes, sir. We Both from the workshop session, mm -hmm. we held the vote on all three of those uh, specific form mm -hmm. standards, mm -hmm. uh, and we received uh, support from all three of those that they did want to push forward for mm -hmm. that. Uh, and then we took that back to the Civic League, and they as well voted mm -hmm. on all three of those issues, and we got the same uh, mm -hmm. conclusion from both both well, settings, same uh, similar groups, mm -hmm. um, but different settings and different folks do show up to different Settings. Well, it's encouraging that the neighborhoods see the value of uh, our architectural consistency, if you will, or the aesthetic appeal of architecture in the community. Kevin, you had something? Sure. Commissioners, any questions of Mr. Simon? Okay. The uh, motion is to initiate the text amendment. Uh, any second thoughts, commissioners? Hearing none. By a vote of four to zero, the request to initiate the request is approved. Okay. Um, Thank you, Sherry Susan. Number under three. new business, number three, initiate a zoning text amendment to section 3.9.21 to allow tattoo parlor as a principal use by CUP in the PCO Collie and PCO 21st Street districts. All right. So, commissioners, this. Uh, Items number three and four here were both requested to us from, um, brought to us by the Ghent Business Association, and I'll take them obviously one at a time. So the, the first item here, number three, is to initiate a text amendment to allow tattoo parlor by a conditional use permit in the, in a, in the, the Collie and 21st Street PCOs. Uh, so as you know, tattoo parlor is a permitted use by conditional use permit in a number of districts throughout the city, uh, particularly in the base zoning district for these areas, which is which is CC, uh, corridor commercial and um, or community commercial, and um, but is not specifically allowed in the PCO. So in order to allow it, they would have to request this change, mm -hmm. and that's that's pretty much what they're asking for. Very simple, isn't it, Jeremy? Yes, sir. <laughs> Commissioners, any questions? Susan. Okay, the motion is to initiate the text amendment. Second thoughts, commissioners? <coughs> By a vote of four to zero, the request to initiate is approved. Okay, number and then four. lastly, and kind of sort of related to number three, uh, Number four, initiate a zoning text amendment to section 4.2.3F6V, personal service business, to allow permanent cosmetic tattooing as an accessory use to a full-service beauty salon. So this one's a little more complicated. The, um, the business association is also requesting that um, a select businesses, and, and from what we understand it would be um, beauty salons, full-service beauty salons, to be allowed to have um, cosmetic tattooing as part of their, their business operation. 
Um, so we've batted around different ways of, of trying to handle this. And I think where we're, where we're coming down is um, essentially a, a allowing it by right with the, with the um, as sort of essentially an accessory to the hair salon businesses, the beauty salon businesses. Um, and this would be, I don't recall, were we going to make it just for the piece? This was going to be a citywide change. We've, we've gone back and forth. Yeah, we've gone back and forth. We were thinking about that this, we could limit it to the PCO, since it's PCO who's asking us, or we could limit it to, or we could make it citywide. We haven't specified it here in the initiation, um, so I, I presume we could narrow it down if we needed to. Um, but I think from a staff, staff's perspective, we don't necessarily see a challenge in allowing it citywide. Um, we do have some other challenges. There is a city code amendment that would also need to be made um, at, to allow this because this is currently used as not allowed in city code. Mm -hmm. um, so we're pursuing that one as well. Uh, Jeremy, just a uh, question. What is a full-service beauty salon? What constitutes one? That's a good question. It's something that we will probably also need to define a little more clearly here. What we're trying to avoid is is the, is the backdoor tattoo parlor, um, the buy right ta backdoor tattoo parlor, where someone will come in and they'll they'll have one person doing hair and ten people doing tattoo and saying, well, we're doing permanent cosmetic tattooing as an accessory too. Uh, we're, we're trying to avoid that, but I think we probably have a way around that. But allowing this by right potentially opens a door, so we do need to more clearly define that um, use. What would keep this from falling over into full-service barbershops? I mean, that That's might be question. something you might want to explore as you're going through this. And it's something, it is something we've talked about. The request is specifically um, from the Business Association was specifically for beauty salons. They're, they all fall within a, a single use category called personal service business, which mm -hmm. includes all of those types of mm -hmm. um, hair salon, barbershop, nail salon. There's a, lot of, there's a number of different businesses that um, fall into that category. You it's could not an individual full service beauty salon, right? Category. You could. It's not a specifically defined use. It's a sub sort of a subcategory of the of the larger use. So, you could narrow narrow it down to just the one subcategory. You could broaden it out to the full personal service business. Uh, the request and, and I, after our staff discussion was to try and keep it narrower to just the beauty salons. Um, mm -hmm. But I think we're open from a staff level to wherever we need to go with this. Well, I, I would just ask you to consider those things as you go through yes, your uh, due diligence here. Uh, we'll get another chance at it here as a commission, but uh, those thoughts just came to mind. Yes, sir. Uh, this city is loaded with, uh, quote, beauty salons, if you will. I, I don't know if I could distinguish one from the other as full service or not. Um, so uh, I, I just lay that out. And, of course, uh, uh, when the ladies start having a... Uh, full foray of things that they can do, the gentlemen get upset. <laughs> so we might want to, you know, cut that off at the path before it gets out of hand as well. Noted, Mr. Chairman. Okay, thank you. Any other questions? So if, if the salon wanted to offer cosmetic cosmetic tattooing now, they could do so by getting a conditional use permit. So from a zoning perspective, they, they could theoretically do so. We do allow double principal uses. So you could be a principal use of a hair salon, a principal use as, as a tattoo parlor. Now, there is the complicating factor of the city code limitation. So we would, if we were to fix city code, three would actually allow, we, I, I believe, would allow this to, to happen. 
by a conditional use permit. So it's the buy right option is what the, the business association is looking for, but we then we do, do also have the city code limitation. I think it's wise to look at this citywide. It doesn't give me any hopper. And, and, and keep in mind, the, the requirement would be a state license, a state licensure. So um, there's definitely not a free-for-all. It's definitely, we would, in order to be compliant with the zoning ordinance, they would have to maintain their state licenses. And just to give you an idea, so as Jeremy said, you know, we no longer define beauty salon as a separate use in the zoning ordinance. We throw it all under a category called personal service business. Mm -hmm. Now, also included in there, it says this use, in, this use includes many common business types, including beauty salon, barbershop, dry cleaning, laundry drop-off pickup, laundromats, nail care establishments, personal household goods repair establishments. So we do have to probably narrow it down a little bit and figure so. out where we do want to we'll let this go as a... So a dry cleaner could come in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Directly in tattooing. And right. yeah. You know, I don't want to presume who would have ever thought of cat cafes. So I, so. That was very timely for you to read that, too. Thank you. Uh, good luck. Good luck. Yeah. Mr. Chairman, we, we're sort of trying to adopt a toe in the water approach yeah, um, and, and, and just be careful um, right. rather than, than taking a running leap without really knowing what's underneath of us. Well, and I appreciate that, and uh, um, I guess most of us have been out in the world and we see things that can evolve, mm -hmm. <laughs> and we're trying to cut and, a lot of those negative And also things because out. it was specifically, we've been working with GBA for probably two, three months on this. We don't want, yeah. we don't want them to lose out on something because we're trying to make it citywide. I'm with you. I got you. I got you. I, I, I certainly wouldn't look forward to getting a tattoo at a dry cleaner, but... <laughs> Never know. Uh, any second thoughts, commissioners? Okay. Uh, the motion is to initiate the text amendment. Right. Mr. Chair, if I can ask your indulgence, I've, during the meeting I've had an opportunity to review the current draft or the draft of the current um, zoning ordinance, and I was incorrect to advise you that the applicant could take his. Uh, continuance on the East Beach Apartment application by right. Mm -hmm. um, the zoning ordinance does say that the commission may approve a request for a deferral. So mm -hmm. I think that it does have to have an approval. Um, and I think our we best practices to are to do the vote. Yeah. Um, so if you're able to, Susan, are you able to uh, type in a vote for continuance well, on the item, East. continue to item one? Um, just to have it show up somewhere in the minutes would be fine. Uh, uh, commissioners, he's talking about uh, that's the each piece issue, yes. right? We can yeah. go back to that item. Yeah, it's not think, in there. I think it Mr. Um, Newman was going to make the motion, mm -hmm. but if we can formalize it with the with the minutes, it'll keep track of it. Um, that's num continued item one. Mm -hmm. We're working on it. <laughs> you just go back to it and unlock it. See, Adam really did this intentionally to give us the opportunity to learn <laughs> how to do Granicus. this process um, yeah. at a meeting. So. The daggers that are being stared at. Me. <laughs> 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 I 
And fundamentally, we'd be approving the continuance for 60 days. So the back to continued item number one, uh, the motion would be to continue the East Beach Living Apartments uh, request for a conditional use permit to allow more than 24 units at 7950 Shore Drive until your May 23rd, 2019 Planning Commission public hearing. Uh, I, don't have Newton, a, have a, I don't have the same it? move. I can try to move it here. Can move it there. You can move it. I don't know that I can even vote on it. Yeah, he doesn't have anything to vote. Yeah, I'll Hill. second it. There we go. He doesn't have a vote. You gotta wait for the trip of the music. Okay. Yeah, you have it now. I still don't have a. Springs bouncing. No, I, I just don't <laughs> have a. <laughs> <laughs> We'll wait, Dan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Agenda package? Yeah. Uh, I mean, right. I'm on that. Should be coming now, Dan. Yeah, I should be. Continue the agenda, but... It didn't come up. Everybody else have it? Yeah. Did you sign out or anything? No, still all good. There you go. There you go. There you yeah. go. Yay. All right. All right. Oh. All right. By a vote of four to zero, the recommendation is to continue the item. Thank you, Adam. Nothing further. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Sherry. <laughs> okay, that does it. Uh, Mr. Melita, you have anything for us? No, sir. George. Uh, Mr. Chairman, members of the commission, that the screen that's over there behind uh, Mr. Melita is, uh, we're promised by the next time we meet, that screen will be live, and that will be the screen in which the, um, the voting uh, will be um, shown. So... It will, will no longer have to be announced what the vote is because your bright, smiling faces will be up there yeah. with either a yes or a no. We have pictures of everybody? Yeah. We have pictures of everybody except Dr. Austin. Good deal. Uh, commissioners, any comment? No. I, I, I guess I'll say to our viewers out there, we appreciate your patience <laughs> in allowing us to fire that way through the new technology. Yes, thank you and to our viewers. And uh, <laughs> we look forward to improving as we go forward. With that, we stand adjourned. Thank you. We love our viewers. <laughs> well, I'm glad you made that plural. <laughs> <laughs>